what's up what's up i know i haven't really had a lot of direct content to post on here um so i guess i'll just talk about what i've been up to in general not a daily episode um but let's talk about um you know, cannabis side hustles, cannabis business, small business. Now, I live in California. It's a legal state. Um, it was first medicinally legal, and then it went into recreational. But strange thing, you know, you can't just legally buy weed and sell it um, or grow weed and sell it or purchase any products and sell them. Um, without a license. So I'm here to talk about that. So I'm looking into it. I'm not 100% sold on the idea of opening a company, getting the licensing. But I did look at the Type 3 license, which is for delivery. Um and you know the process of it to me i feel like it's for most people if you're making somewhere between 20 to maybe 25 dollars a month um it would be about two months one to two months pay uh of your income to invest in the licensing uh and the fees so um let me see uh so they have cannabis.ca.gov for california um there's a section that talks about all the licensing applications fees um now there are different types of licenses that you need uh, depending on what you want to do so say if you want to grow you need a cultivation license and according to this website um we'll just look at this at the at the lowest and then the most expensive so the lowest would be you know if you had a cultivation license for a specialty cottage outdoor the application fee would be $135. The license fee would be um, $1,205. Um, and it says cultivation licenses fee. Is that? Am I reading that right? Cultivation licenses fees are based on your size and type of production or lighting. So just to grow it outdoors. Um, that's the least you would pay. Specialty cottage indoor would be application fee $205 and license fee 
$1,830. And then it, it keeps going up from there um, with the mixed lighting one, light one tier, light, sorry, specialty cottage, mixed light tier one, mixed light tier two, outdoor, indoor, um, mixed, uh, mixed light tier one, mixed light tier two, medium, outdoor, medium, indoor, medium, mixed light tier one, um, medium mixed light tier two nursery and processor. So processor is the most, well, it's not the most expensive. I think the most expensive looks to be, oh, these aren't in order of, um, price. It looks to be the most expensive is medium indoor, which is an application fee of $8,655 and a licensing fee of $77,905. So you can do something small scale indoor outdoor or you can go all the way up to something medium which is going to be very expensive. Um but that's what cultivation license looks like. There's also a manufacturing license fees there's distribution license fees like these are for the different types of licenses depending what you want to do so if you wanted to grow you know cultivate you need that not everybody wants to cultivate maybe you want to do testing and laboratory work um you want to do research or some type of scientific endeavor that would uh need a license uh, if you have a gross, if you're having a gross annual revenue of less than or equal to one hundred sixty thousand dollars, your application fee is a thousand dollars. Your license fee is three thousand um, dollars. It goes all the way up to uh, if your revenue is more than four point four million dollars. Um, the it looks like the application fee for testing laboratory stays a thousand for every um option but then the most expensive is one hundred twelve thousand dollars for that license fee now i don't know if these license fees are annually or if it's a one-time license like do you have to renew it annually or every so often um there's retail license fees there's micro business license fees and there's cannabis event <clears throat> excuse me license cannabis event license fees um and so you can look at the website cannabis.ca.gov um it tells you all that information so for my personal interest i would be more interested in um you know, uh, this type nine non-storefront, so it's a retail license, type nine non-storefront retailer delivery only. Now, I don't know if that counts as, like, shipping, um, 
because there's also micro business licenses uh those are type 12 so that can be anything from cultivation manufacturing distribution or distribution transport only retail storefront or non-storefront so that's kind of what i'm a little bit trying to like figure out what's the difference between type 9 and type type 12 um like i understand type 9 is like if you want to do delivery only but if you want to do a like like maybe delivery and shipping within california only or something like that um would it be retail i don't know so those are the things i'm trying to figure out um let me see so i sent it to my friend yesterday um so for retail retail license fees um with gross annual revenue if it's less than or equal to five hundred thousand dollars a year which is half a mil then your application fee is a thousand dollars and your license fee is twenty five hundred dollars so that's probably about where i would want to start from what i'm understanding the retail license is probably what i would want to get into um now i've been studying about you know i've i've been studying things lately like um like sales digital marketing affiliate marketing driving traffic to blogs tiktok instagram i i'm not very well versed with facebook um just because there's so many limitations and i'm talking about projects on all different types it's not just like cannabis related related niches but um instagram for me seems to be you know if you don't have too many accounts set up they feel like they have the less the least amount of pushback this is my own personal opinion and kind of same with youtube as long as you're kind of following the general rules of both of those sites they seem to maybe leave you alone as long as you're kind of low-key like i feel like especially if you're not like directly trying to make money like monetizing a youtube channel but if you um are monetized in other ways like if you have like affiliate links or some other kind of product or you know service you're trying to promote i feel like you kind of get some wiggle room with youtube because you're not really on their radar so much because they're not paying you so they don't seem to care about as much stuff but it is kind of easy to get banned on youtube because if somebody sees your content and they don't like it then you know they can just report it and that will be the end and so youtube gets a little more challenging um and especially with cannabis because people think of it differently like 
you know, if I'm on a cycle, you know, I'm a woman, so if I'm on a cycle and I'm having cramps and things like that, you know, it's not uncommon for me to just, like, vape some indica here and there a few times in a day, and it'll really help relieve a lot of the pain. Um, I haven't found any products for myself that actually work better than vaping a little bit every maybe three hours or so or like a little bit of a of an edible like one milligram of something that has like a little cbd a little bit of thc um or even like smoking a bowl like for me those things do work but they don't always work but you know most recently they've worked so you know and it works better than like aspirin ibuprofen um you know that kind of stuff so i don't really know like i think um um you know that's probably one area where i would say yeah medicinal or for things like you know if you get i can't really say what other people would need to use things for but i'm just talking about myself if i'm having symptoms related to anxiety related to trauma related to insomnia related to depression all of those um i feel like cannabis helps medicinally I mean, I would say that I kind of use it recreationally just because, um, for me, it's just, you know, it's a kind of like a, I don't want to call it bonding, but yeah, kind of a social bonding thing. Like, you know, it's a little, there's a little pressure as an LGBT, as an LGBT person to be, you know, you know, when socializing to be kind of under the influence of things now you don't have to be you can be sober it doesn't matter like i'm not gonna judge people but i'm just saying in my social circles and my friend groups it's not uncommon to have wine or beer or you know vodka or gin or whiskey or some kind of drink you know and i don't prefer drinking i actually prefer like cannabis beverages i don't prefer drinking So, I, you know, when we do our own BYOB kind of, like, little outdoor summary, like, let's sit at the park, let's go sit at the beach kind of thing, I'll usually have my little cannabis beverages, you know, and just be chilling with my little drinks and chilling out. Same thing when I go out, you know, I might have a beer or a cider or half of one just to kind of carry it around and be like all right I'm kind of drinking you know but I'm I'm usually not trying to get a buzz off of the alcohol or whatever I'll usually have an edible especially if I'm at like a club or something I kind of just like the vibe with the music or anything like that I don't really need that thing so like with alcohol I mean alcohol makes me more sociable and everything um but it's just not my thing just mostly because the next day I feel like crap so for me that's how I would say I recreationally use cannabis is more like a replacement for alcohol 
um when I'm out it's like to me it's like I'd rather be stoned and then just wake up the next day and have some coffee and be be good versus like I can't get up and I feel like crap and like I mean, even if I have one or two beers, like Coronas or Angry Orchard Ciders or something like that, that, that's not like super, super heavy. But even one or two, I'll notice I won't wake up as early. I won't sleep as good. I won't, you know, um, feel as good. And, you know, I'm not trying to get all preachy about it. I'm just talking about my own personal experiences. But I know it's controversial. But for me, I do feel like... I use cannabis in a more uh, medicinal way, but I got a lot of things going on. You know, I've I I will admit I'm I'm not perfect. You know, I've got a lot of problems. Um, um, and cannabis is kind of a one-stop shop for me. The only issue I really have with it is that you know if I'm in the middle of a work day, or if I'm you know, depending what I'm doing, you know, if I need to be driving around, say if I'm doing some extra gig work and doing some like food deliveries, I don't feel comfortable, you know, having it fully newly in my system driving around like that uh, or working, and especially because before I was working in mental health. So it's like, I don't feel like, you know, working with patients and, you know, being under the influence. Like if I feel like I need to use cannabis to get through my day at work then I'm probably just going to take the day off of work in all honesty um I'm not judging people who might do that I'm just saying like just for my own personal you know like I don't I don't want to get in any kind of trouble um or have something happen with a patient where I was like oh maybe I missed that because I had cannabis in my system or maybe that situation would have gone differently if I didn't have cannabis in my system. You know, like, I don't want to question it. And I'm not saying that, you know, I feel like out of control with it or anything. But for me, with trying to work, uh, it doesn't always work out that smoothly. I'm not saying I've never worked with cannabis newly in my system. Same with psilocybin, but that's just kind of my little ideas about it uh, for my own personal self. Um, I don't really see anything like wrong with having like a microdose, but it's just one of those things, you know, it's like personally, I'd rather just I feel like I'm more stressed if I have to think about it. Like, is this impairing me in any way? Um maybe just because of the narrative I was raised with with it um and usually I need at work I've needed to be so fast-paced um and so focused oh my gosh sorry the neighbors gardeners are here um I've needed to be so fast-paced and um so usually I would rely on things like caffeine not so much on something that's gonna like slowly focus me um because you know for me it just it just wasn't it just didn't work for me that way um and I've, I've never really been too heavily into sativa I know a lot of people are I'm not um uh I mean I'll 
I'll use it. If I have it, I'll use it. If somebody gives it to me, I'll use it. But I like the body high. Uh, I feel like I get that more with with hybrids and indicas. Um. So yeah. Right now, that's kind of where my mind is with you know just looking into things. I'm kind of interested to see, you know. Because I invest in my own projects a lot, you know. $3,500 is kind of a lot of money. I mean, is it? I mean, that's probably about how much I spend snowboarding every year. Um, Maybe even more, honestly, if I go up like multiple, like four or five times and I rent a car, I probably spend a lot. Because hotels can be about a hundred a day. Um, so if I say maybe three, four hundred just for the hotels, and then doing that four times a year, that's already like twelve hundred dollars or so. And then rental cars, if I rent it for all those days, let's say on the higher side after the fees it really adds up to be about about $50 a day so that's like for 4 days or so it's like 200 uh so that's another 800 or so so now we're already at 2000 if i take four four trips of 4 days each we're already at $2000 just for transportation and lodging and we're not calculating the gas and the food and the um, lift tickets. Um, and if I need any gear, I usually don't buy brand new gear or a lot of gear. Like, I think last season I got like a skull cap for in the interior of my helmet because the beanie I have made it kind of bulky. So. Yeah, like, I, yeah, so I'd say I probably spend equivalently to snowboarding every year, so, um, it's kind of justifiable, you know, and if the license and application fee isn't, like, every single year, that's not really that much money, um, it's kind of like, it's almost like a hobby, but like an additional hobby but I've definitely learned um sorry guys it's so hot today like it's too hot to close the windows I think let me try it bear with me let me try it had these same windows since high school they're so old um they need to be replaced it like slides um it doesn't have a a track that it's really on so I'm basically just like pulling the window metal against metal that's why it sounds so loud it's not smooth at all 
Um, so I might need to look into getting new windows, but anyways, it's not like a priority. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of, you know, where I've started, um, is, you know, I've got some experience with drop shipping. I'd say, like, as far as, like, stores, like, online stores, I've got some experience with drop shipping. I would say that I know how to drive traffic to a store. The problem with getting sales is I never really got past a stage of having items on a store. Um, where, like, having items on a store where I'm paying, does that make sense? Like, having items on a, on a store where, um, I'm not, I'm not dropshipping from AliExpress, you know, having actual items, like, in my hand in the U.S., to be able to ship them that way instead of the shipping times from the from China. And so that I feel was always kind of a negative cuz I've always been able to make sales with like eBay types of things. Um but the difference with eBay is you get your items a lot faster than you will from China. And the same with like Mercari reselling certain stuff. Um, that kind of helped, um, and, um, yeah, so, I don't know, like, I've, uh mm. I just kinda yeah, I'm trying to think it through like if I wanna take take a dive into paying. It's mostly just to try to do something legally. It's going to cost that amount of money just to even be able to dabble. Um, like, I don't know exactly what methods I would take. Um, I don't know if I'd do reselling, like arbitrage, because I do have access to discounted items. Um, I also have... You know, I, I'm familiar with, like, vendors. I'm familiar with, you know, I have friends who grow. Um, like, I myself don't grow, but I, I would like to. I would, that's something that interests me. I would like to grow. So, um... I mean that's something else I would take into consideration. Like I'm I'm looking for an apartment with a balcony. 
when I move so that I can grow. Like, or a large closet. But I think, you know, I like the idea of plants being outside as much as they can be. Uh, But also, like, what do I know? I've never really grown too many things. Um, I'm hydrating. I am not very hydrated today, guys. Yeah, my gears have my gears have been turning on this. Um, so I'm definitely looking into it. Like you guys know, I don't really post that much on on YouTube and you know Instagram. Um, but I'm definitely an enthusiast. I've never stopped um, being enthusiastic. It's kind of funny when I go to doctors' offices and the. Uh, they kind of ask me about stuff and like I can tell that like I'm like teaching the teaching the nurses you know they'll be like oh like because they always ask you you know do you smoke and I'm like not really but I'm like but I vape and I smoke pot you know and vape weed you know and they're like oh like how often and I'm like oh sometimes like every day like one time when I went I was like yeah like every day um but when I run out it's like it's so expensive to buy more that I kind of don't always buy more, if that makes sense. And like I said, like if I'm having like menstrual cramps or something, yeah, um, I'll buy, I'll, I'll use what I have. Right now I've been vaping this Indica by Circles. I think I got it for like five bucks in San Diego. Um, because it was one of the options for one of the delivery places. I think it was Ease Delivery. Um, I don't remember the strain. Um, but I just, I didn't, I'm not trying to knock circles. I'm just saying I didn't really like it. Um, so because I didn't really like it, um, I just, you know, didn't want to throw it out. But, you know, I didn't want to keep using it either so I kept it um um and I usually vape raw garden almost exclusively raw garden products but I do have other stuff because sometimes I just buy whatever's cheap like especially if I'm going somewhere and I'm like okay I want like a disposable or I want to bring something with me but just in case, like, security takes it or something, I'll be like, whatever, that was, like, 15 bucks, you know what I mean? Like, versus, like, a $50 cartridge, you know, and my whole, like, actual battery. Like, I'd rather have them take a disposable, or if it is, like, a cheaper battery, take my, um, I'd rather just have them take, take that, you know? Um... So, yeah. But I'm thinking of going back to the Select brand battery. Um, I liked it more. I liked that little square one more than the pen. And because it doesn't have um, the button. But then you also can't control, like, the... uh, I guess the strength of the hit. The battery I have right now is a raw garden battery, so it has, like, 
two, it has three settings. Uh, there's red, green, and blue. Red is the strongest. Um, then it goes green, then it goes blue. So I think green is medium and blue is uh, mild. I don't know. Softer? I don't know what you call it. Um, and yeah, I'm vaping the the Circles brand out of that Raw Garden pen. Uh, but it's the second it's the second battery I've ever owned. Um, and it's kind of funny now, like most of my friends are using products, but I mean, I've been using it way back since everything was even medicinal only in California. So, you know, I re- I definitely have gone through so many products, reviewed, tried so many products. Sometimes I'll just get what's on sale just to try it. Sometimes I've tried things that I kind of liked and then I'm like, never saw it again. Couldn't find it anywhere. Um, or I noticed some dispensaries sell certain stuff or some delivery companies sell certain stuff, but not others, like certain brands and not others. And so I'd say some of my favorite brands are Kiva, Raw Garden, Cushy Punch. Now that Raw Garden has a gummy, I kind of don't really care for the other stuff, but I do still like those, uh, Keef, um, uh, pre-rolls, uh, what are they called? Um, fuzzies? Fuzzies. I used to like these bear, I think they're called bear OG, B-A-R-E-O-G, something like that. They looked like like they had like a cigar wrap they had some kind of a wrap like a leaf wrap over them and then they were dipped in keef and like they were some strong little things and they had like a glass tip on them and everything but i don't i don't see those anymore either so i've definitely had products that i liked a lot that i used to buy all the time that i just can't find anywhere uh cushy punch changes their items all the time plus gummies Plus gummies were really easy easy to find, and now it's more like Kiva. Um, Raw Garden's still rolling, but I don't know. Like, there's just some stuff that's so hard to find. Um, And so, like, someone made a point, you know, in something I was watching where they're like, you know, brands come and go. Like, I remember back when I was buying, like, 5,000 milligram, you know, uh, Rice Krispie treats that were like as big as my hand and you know like who knows how many milligrams they were you take a bite and you'd be out you know and it was like <laughs> I remember being able to buy like super high potency like sour gummy bears and like just being like blitzed out of my mind <laughs> in a hotel just like eating a gummy and be like whoa like this was strong um so now the doses are different and you know everything's branded um the area of LA that I live in doesn't really have any dispensaries like immediately next to me you can get delivery but you don't really have dispensaries right here the closest one to me is probably like in Lomita um 
I think there's two right off like Western and PCH ish. Um, but yeah, there's none like right by me. You can find CBD, and then you can go like to other areas and, and find it, find it. Like you can still drive within ten fifteen minutes. Well, let's call it fifteen minutes. You can still find it within fifteen minutes. Um, drive so that's not too bad. Um, but I do think that might mean that there might be a market in this area because there aren't that many. And so, uh, like, not that I would want to put up a dispensary because I probably couldn't because it's probably not legal in this area, which is one other thing to keep in mind. Like, I'm not here to, like, give educational information about how other people can set stuff up for themselves. I'm kind of just talking about what I've learned because I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. Um, the only thing I've actually tried, because I was like, let me see if I can do this. Somebody told me you can list seeds as a souvenir um, and sell seeds. And I can't remember what site. I think it, I got banned. I think it was OfferUp. They banned me. <laughs> um, I think on OfferUp, I put seeds. Because um, I had access to like I'm in an affiliate program and I get a discount on seeds and um I was gonna just do like retail arbitrage with seeds and you know they banned me permanently I I found a way around it uh well not a way around selling it but I found a way around getting back on to offer up but um they banned me permanently from being able to uh use seeds uh sell seeds they're like you can't sell this so (laughs) and now i can't use the same phone number to get back into the app so i had to use a google number and that seemed to be fine um but yeah i lost that account um i'm scared to really mess with my instagram and youtube more than what i already do uh i might get back on instagram some more uh, but I'm scared to kind of mess with it, with everything. Um, but I think it's time, you know, I've been embarking on other gig endeavors and not, I'm not passionate about any of it. Like I have a, a beauty product store online through, you know, using Shopify. I'm really not into it. Like I like the learning aspect. I like tracking the analytics, but like I said, I'm shipping directly from China. I haven't ventured out to um, really buy the products so that I can actually wait and ship them directly from my house or even have like an Amazon warehouse kind of situation where it gets shipped from there. I haven't done that. I spent so much time fumbling around with like Facebook. I couldn't get my ad account set up there. Um, and if it's beauty products, you have to watch out because you can't sell on Facebook when you're showing parts of bodies. Now, you know, it doesn't even have to be, like, anything risque. I mean, like, you can't show, really, somebody putting lotion on their face or something like that. Like, you can get, you know, your ads taken off for that kind of thing. Um... Instagram, yeah, you can only have, like, three or so accounts, so I ran into 
trouble trying to set up another Instagram account for that for that beauty online store, that beauty product store. Um, I um, ran into trouble. Um, with um, I don't know uh, I can't remember what the TikTok issue was um, maybe I didn't have maybe I didn't have an issue with TikTok I feel like I did, though, but I just don't remember what it was. But, um, my ads on TikTok were fine, and mostly I've just been promoting only one ad. Um, so, yeah. Um, I tried building a, a podcast around the beauty niche, and I it just turned into some podcast about psychology topics, and I really just wasn't interested I'm just not interested in that niche. It doesn't interest me. Like, you know, other than certain hair care products, because I'm a black person with black hair, other than it, certain hair care products, I really only use, like, chapstick, lotion, coconut oil. Other than that, I just have, like, soap and stuff for my hair, conditioning and stuff like that. So I don't really use products more than that, like, I almost never have, um, like, I think there was a point when I was younger where somebody gave me proactive for my skin, because I used to get really bad acne, but I didn't even keep up with that, um, yeah, there was just a lot of stuff that, you know, I just never really, um, never really wanted to, like, Yeah, I'm just not into the niche, honestly. But I think I've learned a lot. Um, just from being able to be, you know, involved and then, you know, taking a class involved in sales and everything. You know, when it comes to, you know, marketing um, and so the marketing end, you know, I feel like I kind of have dipped a toe in it and then you know the content creation end I've dipped a toe in it and then the sales end I've kind of dipped a toe in it um so I feel like I kind of understand the general of things and I've practiced certain 
techniques to see kind of like what works, what doesn't work. Um, and so I think I kind of understand things more now. Like, I don't think I'd be too put off. And I do have, you know, this podcast, the YouTube and Instagram, they're still running. But yeah, I do feel bad though that I haven't really posted much because I just haven't had a direction to go in. Like, I feel like there's only so much I can write about reviews. And even when I do make a review of a product, I don't really always post it. Like, I feel like the last review I made was like Christmas. Um, I don't even remember if I fully finished posting it or not, though. Um, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't even check the YouTube account, honestly. Um, I do routinely post here, but a lot of it's been those daily episodes, just because I'm like, I want to keep posting, but I don't have anything to really say, you know? If I'm honest, I haven't had anything within this niche to really share about, you know? Um, I like psychological topics because they're like kind of, I feel like a lot of people who gravitate towards certain, you know, um, types of plants that they're going to use for medicinal purposes or whatever purposes, they kind of gravitate towards, you know, consciousness topics, um, and things like that. And so I've kind of noticed that with psilocybin too people tend to kind of gravitate towards like topics about consciousness and things like that so um yeah I've I'm gonna keep looking into things I just I don't know if there's gonna be any other roadblocks Worst case scenario, I spend on an application fee and a license and I get product and I can't resell it. Um, I think what I would start reselling, I think I think I would rather start with reselling. Um, that might be my um, first... Uh, first kind of adventure in things because I think I'm good at reselling I just haven't used platforms that aren't like Mercari, OfferUp eBay um, Shopify I haven't used other stores uh, other like you know I haven't used I haven't resold um canvas products like even even trying to resell like pipes and stuff like that is hard it's like even trying to post stuff like that is hard so I don't know but I think I could organize my brain around all of this more just because it's something I'm a lot more knowledgeable about you know and I'm a consumer of like it's different with the beauty niche I'm not a consumer of any of that stuff like I don't buy that stuff like I don't care I look the way I look and I just leave it alone like I'm not like trying to like do much more like I might put a relaxer in my hair other than that 
I'm not doing much more. Um, so, yeah. But... see I mean if I keep finding out more information about this I might post more about it I really don't know it's just you know one of my friends kind of reminded me of my passion for this niche and then I was kind of like yeah you know I really wanted to like think about it more and look into it more because I think when I first started looking into things, it was years ago, and I think I was looking at dispensaries, storefronts, um, uh, those, like, uh, vending machine type, type vending machines, like, but I've never seen one of those vending machines where you can buy, like, weed products, but that kind of thing... And it didn't really seem like an operation I wanted to be too much of a part of. Um, And some reason the number $15,000 sticks out in my mind. I think people were saying you need like $15,000 for the legal part of stuff. Um, And I was like, that's a lot. $3,500 to me, I mean, that is a lot of money, don't get me wrong, but it's like... It's a doable amount of money if I treat something like a hobby. Because, you know, that's about how much I'd probably spend on other expensive hobbies throughout a year. Um, So I could kind of justify that. Um, Especially if I look into it more. But I would like to test without having to spend that money. That's kind of where I get a little bit like... Um like um what do you call it impatient you know uh, but I don't want to make any mistakes or like get arrested or anything stupid like that if I can handle if I can if I can you know not have to go that route it really is like one to two months of of a paycheck which is a lot of money but at the same time it's like if I can make a profit off of that um, that sounds like it could be good, so I don't really know. Uh, I'm gonna keep looking into it. There's still a lot I have to study. Um, I'm not gonna be able to just jump right in because I'd have to put up the money first to kind of be able to play around with things legally, but yeah, it's an interest of mine for sure, and either like delivery or some kind of shipping uh arbitrage um that's kind of where i'd kind of uh consider but i mean delivery costs more money and more time but then you might get tips as well um and if i were delivering by myself we're going to be real limited on time especially from working another job um so, I don't know. I'm usually more interested in 
and things that involve shipping because shipping is kind of more what I'm familiar with. I hate the post office, but to go to the post office once every day in LA is going to be a lot faster than going, you know, driving anywhere. Like, even if you're driving, like, four miles away, you know, I have a post office, like, two lights down from me, so, well, it's technically one light down from me, but it's, uh, um, I live at one light, so I'll call it the second light down, because it's a long street, there technically should be another light, like, any other city street would probably have a light between that distance but ours doesn't so it's a longer than usual distance uh, for not having a light between but yeah if I end up having more to say I'll try to post more if people seem interested in this topic I'll try to post more um And, you know, I mean, I think the people I'm following are legit online because they make money doing it. And it's not like a clickbait thing. Because I know when you look into things like dropshipping or, you know, those types of things. Like, make a million dollars, open up a Shopify store and you make like a million dollars in like a year or like you make like $5,000 or like $1,000 a day or whatever. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. It's just, it's not that easy. Um, and you really have to be organized and track things. Um, so that's another factor, but I don't know. Like I'm, you know, I got pretty excited about it when I started looking into it recently, I was like, yeah, this is something I've wanted to do. But for some reason, I thought it was like $15,000. And I didn't know it was that cheap of an investment for the legal side of things. Uh, Maybe I was looking at the wrong thing before or, you know, back then when I was looking, there really weren't a lot of YouTubers or anybody out there who was like, sharing information about how to legally get get things done who had examples of what they did kind of more step by step more often versus like one or two videos you know they weren't like very established about what they did and just because somebody talks about a one-time thing that they did like oh they happened to make a profit off of something the way they word things with clickbait titles is like you know, make $300 a day, but it's like, just because they made $300 in one day once, doesn't mean that it's, that everyone's going to make $300 in a day within a one hour period of time, you know, and so that's the crazy part about clickbait, is like, they make it seem that way, because they're, a lot of times they might be basing what they're saying off of like, one experience they had, But they're not making $300 an hour per day, you know, like say they're like work one hour and you'll make three, sorry, $300, not 3000, but work one hour and make $300 a day. A lot of them aren't doing that. And if you see all the work they did on the back end to make that $300 that one time that happened within an hour, I mean, are they repeating that for one hour every day? I doubt it. 
a lot of them aren't showing proof. And so there's definitely the clickbait um, to sift through when it comes to any kind of gigs and small business ideas. And I feel like with, you know, cannabis, I haven't really seen that as much. I haven't really seen that many people sharing about their businesses. Um, The people who have dispensaries just kind of keep it hush. The people who sell, who have like delivery businesses kind of keep it hush. You can Google these companies or whatever and you don't find any information. Maybe it's a competition thing. They're trying to keep it quiet so people aren't competing with their market. Um, But I don't really see that much content out there talking about it. There is, though. There's stuff that I started following, but there's not that much out there. Um, not like there is for, like, dropshipping on Shopify with, like, China products and stuff like that. So, um, in a way, that kind of gives me more hope because I'm like, it seems like the people who do talk about it seem like they know what they're talking about. And they're not just, like, creating, like, a whole YouTube channel based on clickbait and that's how they're actually making their money or selling a course to try to see if you can kind of hail marry it and see if it'll work in your favor meanwhile they're getting money from everybody who purchased the course they're getting money from a monetized youtube channel they're getting money from brand deals and you know they're not really making money from their shopify store some of them aren't some of them are but some of them aren't and so like that's gotten out of hand Um, The whole, like, false advertising just to sell a course kind of thing has really gotten out of hand on YouTube. TikTok as well. Instagram as well. But we'll see, guys. We'll see. I'm going to keep digging. Um, But with that, thanks for listening.